This is Devin Mann from Man Versus. The following episode of Man Versus recorded at All In Recording Studios. In order to win, you got to be all in. You hear me? All In Recording Studios. Let's get it, baby. Yo, what's up, y'all? I know it's been a minute. It's Devin with Man Versus here. And we got a very interesting topic. We got, you know, something that's not really talked too much about in the black community and African community and Caribbean community. Just black people all together, you know what I'm saying? We going to talk about mental health, you feel me? And I have a, I will consider a pretty good expert. He over here laughing. <laughs> I consider a pretty good expert in mental health. Introduce yourself, bro. What's going on, everyone? My name is Michael Botang. <laughs> <laughs> My boy. So if you don't know, Botang is actually like a common last name in Ghana, right? You're Ghanaian? Yes. Yeah. So yes, Botang is like, you ever meet a black person named like last name like Johnson or something yeah, like Johnson. that? <laughs> or Smith. <laughs> or Smith. <Yeah. laughs> yep. Or Brown. No, Brown is the one. <laughs> like every black person's last name is Brown for some reason. Like it's really weird. <laughs> but yeah, so I know it's been a minute. Um... But yeah, we got a lot of good podcasts coming out, uh, coming out pretty soon. But um, yeah, I want to talk on mental health because just this past week, it was Men's Mental Health Awareness Week, right? Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw, and this year was actually the first year that I saw so many, um, you know, black people post it, talk about it, you know, the suicide rates and everything and how it's done. And, you know, like black men speak out and, you know, women helping all that stuff. And I was like, you know what? This would be a really good topic to talk about on the podcast. Because some stuff I don't agree with, as you probably know. <laughs> I'm not surprised. As you probably know. <laughs> but some of it I do agree with. I'd be like, you know what? Like, you know, if it works for you, it works for you. Right. Like, so, you know, I just want to really get into that. And you have a company, right? Yeah. So I got a clothing company. It's called Abronte and Signora. So it's a lifestyle brand. Okay. And our our main focus is on mental health mental health awareness like we're big on that because like you said our people don't know they have a lack of understanding for mental health that's a good way to put it yeah but yeah so i brought to ignore so where'd the name come from um so so we started this in 2017 and the name i really came from abronte is gentleman in the Ghanaian ling- language and signora means italian I'm sorry. Signore is Italian. It means women. In, okay. You know, Italian. And uh, we just wanted to promote a lot of positivity amongst men and women, especially, you know, minorities, because everybody sees what's going on in the world. Yeah. Here in America, here in different countries. Look what's going on in Ghana and Nigeria. There's a, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Nigeria is going through it. No cap. Exactly. Even I seen something on Twitter today. Um, about two or three people died in Ghana because they were doing some protests and they sent the military out there. And yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it, it just wasn't looking good. So we just want to promote a lot of positivity because you can never not promote a lot of positivity with all the negativity going on around here. So, yeah, I think we do need to be more positive as a people. Like, <laughs> and this is where <laughs> a lot of people disagree with me. I'd be telling people like that they're stronger than what they are. I'd be like, yo, like, don't let what you see on social media or like a lot of other black people tell you. I mean, like, don't let that get you down because like all we hear is, oh, we poor, we ghetto, we hood, like we not going to make it. Like we got so much going against us. And in my mind, I'd be like, eh, fuck that. Nigga. I'm finna- Which <laughs> is true, but it's easier said than done. Absolutely. But real quick, I'm not when I say that, I'm not saying it's easy. 
Okay, you're talking to a dude that had four open heart surgeries. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying none of this stuff is easy, but it is very doable. Right. And I think that a lot of black people, because I think a lot of black people, like when they hear me say that, they be like, "Well, it's not that easy." Obviously, not that easy. Nigga, life not easy. Life is hard. True. Like True. just waking up every day, going to work, driving to work. If you work remote, like even working remote is hard. Like yeah. you gotta do a lot of stuff. You can't ask someone who's right next to you. You gotta, you know, send an email or something like that. Like life is hard, but at the same time, those hardships should make you stronger over time. Like I think that what happens to a lot of people, especially in America, and I really can't speak on any other country because I don't know right. anything about mental health in other countries. But I think a lot of people in America are just lazy. <laughs> this sounds so bad. It sounds so bad. But I think a lot of people are just lazy and too comfortable. And because how comfortable they are, and because how quote unquote easy life is here in America, when it doesn't go their way, they just get sad. Like, and I tell my friends who are uh, African, you know, I try to explain to them, like, you know, their parents, like their parents come from, you know, some of them leave war torn countries. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some of them leave in like extreme poverty. Like I've friends parents in india who used to live on the streets in india you right, know what i'm saying right. and so when they come here and they talk about mental health and like oh dad i'm depressed or mom i'm sad they'd be like what are you sad about like this is the best life you can ever imagine and i don't mean to cut you off but you said something you was like um what'd you say he was like oh this is the the greatest country yeah in the world you know what i'm saying like people don't understand like how can living in america be so hard and I feel like that's like a common misconception because life in America is hard. It is hard. Okay, keep going, keep going. I don't want to cut you it, off. It's hard. And I feel like, especially speaking from uh, my point of view, like, you know, I got family members back home in Ghana. And, you know, every day they call in, oh, I need money for this. I need money for that. They think here, you know, money grows on trees. But you got to work hard for, for everything you got here. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So I think, you know, of course, everybody's mindset is different. So when it comes to like something like mental health, of course, like people in other countries, some people don't even know what that is. Yeah. Like you and I think a, a thing that plays into it is like you don't have time for mental health or depression when you're in other countries. True. Like I, this is going to sound really messed up. Oh, my God. Please don't. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I think mental health issues are. Are kind of a luxury, if you because think of okay, wait, hold on, hold on, let me explain. Yeah, you okay, have to explain okay. that. Okay, 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 right. When you like when your parents are leaving, you know, and of course, not saying that everyone in different countries are poor because that's mm-hmm. ignorant. But when your parents are poor in a different country, and they're doing every, like they're hustling, you know, what I'm saying, do what they can to survive and come here or go somewhere else or go to Britain or you know, what I'm saying, go to another country to have a better life. They don't have time to sit there and be like, oh, I'm sad. Like they don't have that quote unquote luxury that we have because here in America, we can sit here like some companies offer PTO for mental health days. Right. You know what I'm saying? Some companies, they'll cover your insurance for um, to talk to um, a therapist or, you know what I'm saying? Or like, you know, you, you feeling sick, you want to take a day off, like you need a stress day. You can do that here in America. Right. In other countries, you can't really do that. Like you work at, like I know in India, um, cause I had a, I went to a seminar for a business school one time. Uh, this lady, I can't remember her name, but she was from India. Right. Mm-hmm. She was saying like, they work, you know, six days a week, like 10 hour days. Wow. 
Yeah. 60 and, hours. Yeah. So like he working 60 hours, but she's like, she said she made good money though. But right. you know, maybe her story is a little bit different, but here in America, if you tell someone that you work six days a week, 60 hours, they'd be like, bro, what? You need to take a day off. Exactly. You need to relax. You need to stress. But there she said, it's the norm for people to work so much for, to do like that. And I don't know how it is in Ghana. Maybe you can, I don't know, enlighten me or whatever, but like, you don't have the time to sit here and be like, oh, I'm sad. I'm depressed. Especially if you got a family. If you got a little kid on the way, there is no such thing as, oh, I got to sit here. No, bro. Like, you got to get to the money. You got to do your job. Then you come to America. But by the time you come to America, you're like 40, 50, 60 years old. Right. And you're setting your ways. So it's like you haven't had the luxury to experience, oh, I'm sad. I'm depressed or I'm angry or I have PTSD. Right. All you know is. Like why are you sad? Like like you you're right. you don't know what I went through. I used to walk thirty miles a day type stuff. And I feel like a lot of Africans coming here to the states, they don't realize the kind of mental health luxury, like you said, that they have. Because I know a lot of Ghanaians and Nigerians, they'll come here and they'll work, 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 work. They work sixty. I even know some people who work seventy plus hours a week. Chale. <laughs> just because like you know they want to stack as much bread as they can and you know whether it's going back home to build houses or to take care of family members but it's like you sitting here busting your ass trying to work but it's like if something happens to you then what hmm. you know what i'm saying like you have to take time for yourself you need to take time off clear your mind clear your mental talk to whoever you need to talk to let out that stress Whatever it is that you need to do, because when you keep that boxed up inside of you, you're going to get to a breaking point. You're just going to snap like a side of you will come out that people never might not seen. exactly never seen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like and, and, I, and I agree with you. I am a firm believer in taking off like like rest days or even like rest periods because mm -hmm. there are like people in certain professions where they'll work for like two months straight and they'll take off like three weeks. Right. Like I'm in support of stuff like that because, you know, your mind is like a muscle. You feel me? Not like a physical muscle, but like a mental muscle, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, with any muscle, you work it, you know what I'm saying? You put stress on it, then you take some time off and it, and you should come back a little bit stronger. Yeah. You need recovery time. You need recovery time. Yeah. But the context is you should come back a little bit stronger though. Right. I don't think that you should take recovery time and come back weaker. If you take recovery time and come back weaker, then I think something happened or like you might need to talk. I don't know. But I think you should come back stronger because if you are working and let's say, you know, you got 10 or 15 days of PTO and you work for like two months and you're like, I'm going to take three days off, going on a little vacation. So you leave Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you come back Sunday. Mm -hmm. You should be able to like, okay, I can work two and a half months now. If you come back and you're like, okay, I can only work like a month and a half. It's like, okay, are you like are, you good? Are you good? Like something's wrong because you shouldn't be weaker than what you were. You should exactly. be better than what you were. Exactly. It's kind of like a car. Like if your car is slowly getting messed up over time, it's like, yo, you might want to take your car to the shop, shop. bro. Like it's mm -hmm. kind of messed up. So that's where I think I differ with a lot of people. Now I, and I recently just kind of, and I still don't understand it all the way, but like depression. Mm hmm for the longest, I did not get depression. Like, I was like, bro, what are you sad about? Like, dog, get over it. <laughs> it's so bad. But it's, it, I've, I've gotten more understanding of it mm -hmm. because, you know, 
I was really ignorant about it. Like, you know, I'm not going to flex. Like, I, I really, like, I thought I knew about depression, but I was like, bro, right. like, y'all just sad. Like, get over it, bro. Like, life. But I will say, though, a lot of people aren't actually depressed. You're just having a bad day. You might be having a bad week. Depression, from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Mental Health, but <laughs> depression, if I understand, is like over several months, like to even potentially years. Like you don't get depressed one day and then you're good. True. Like, and I see that happen. People are like, I'm so depressed. I'm like, are you really depressed? Or are you just having a bad day or a bad week? Because with depression, I see it as like a, a cycle. Okay, it's yeah, there we go. Something that's happening over and over and over like on like it's like a consistent kind of thing yeah that's that's yeah yeah like because even i get bad days right right like me being mentally strong as i am like i get bad days like you know planet juneteenth like i get stressed bro like and i'm talking about stress like in march and march <laughs> till june is like almost three months you feel me so like i get the stress i'm not gonna deny the stress but i think a lot of people should really you know, sit down and think to yourself, like, are you really depressed? Like, do you really need therapy right now? Yeah. You might, I mean, you might need therapy. I don't know. But the whole, like, I'm depressed for a day and I'm good. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not. And I feel like a lot of times, a lot of people are afraid to ask for help. Males especially. Yeah. Because, like, me, for example, like, I'm a very independent person. Like, you're not going to see me asking nobody for no type of help. <laughs> Like, if I got to get something done, I'm going to figure out how I'm going to do it on my own. You know what I'm saying? But over the years, like, I've slowly started to understand, like, I can't do everything. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you have to take yourself out of that comfort zone because asking for help is actually one of the best ways of self-care. Really? Yes. You know what I'm saying? It just depends on how you go about it. <laughs> because it's not every single time, like, yo, help me do this, help me do this, help me do this. Okay, what are you doing for yourself? You see what I'm saying? Okay, okay. I can see the logic behind that because just like you, I'm a very independent person. Okay, I can okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Let me <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Cause it's kinda like with planning Juneteenth, um, I got a team with me. Right. You know, Dewan and Dev. Like, you know, they're my boys, you feel me? Right or die. So I kind of get it because they do take the stress off a little bit. Exactly. Because, you know, they like they handle certain parts that, you know, I don't really want to handle or not. Mm -hmm. my, that be might not be that good at it. Like Dewan, Oh, my God. He knows how to talk and finesse. Like, <laughs> bro, he I might bet. be he might be. I can see him being a governor one day or like president or something. Mm. Like he's a good orator. Like he knows how to talk to people. Right. I am not that good at talking to people. Like I just be like, I just be like, man, fuck it. Like telling it, it is what it is. Like no, no, no. We gotta do it this way. Right. We gotta finesse. You gotta talk like this. You might gotta, you know, stretch a tooth a little bit. Blah mm -hmm. blah. I'd be like, yo, like you really good at this. But yeah, I, I do get what you're saying with the whole. You know, are you looking out for yourself? You know, get someone, get some help. Because I don't ask for help like ever. Like help. <laughs> what is that <laughs> hell what's that <laughs> nah, i just do whatever i want right <laughs> but yeah so how did you um how did you get into mental health um hmm. so it's like growing up it's something that is was never talked about never like growing up i like, I didn't even know what mental health was until maybe when I started college. Because your parents are straight from Ghana, right? Yes. 
So, like, even, like, growing up and seeing, like, you know, the struggles my parents go through, like, like, especially, like, with my dad, like, like you said, especially with males, like, they can go through so much mentally and, like, they'll keep that shit bottled up. Like, you, you could, like, I know a lot of people, a lot of times they think fathers are, like, really emotionless. Yeah. Because it's like, they don't want to show any ounce of emotion because they don't want their families to see that they're sad or feeling some type of way about something. You know what I'm saying? I think we equate emotions to weakness. Yes. I definitely do. <laughs> yes. Because it's like, you, you're acting sad or you feel some type of way about something. Then you're like, damn, I'm I'm weak, you know what I'm saying? I'm not as strong as I I think I am because if I was, why am I feeling sad? Why am I feeling some type of way about something? I just got to do better. I get I, I get you behind that because my my dad is like that. He's um he's I wouldn't say he's emotionless, but I will say it takes a lot of stressors for him to actually get to that point because. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, like, kind of like him. Like, I'm like, that's not that big of a deal. Like, unless it's in my box. So okay, okay. So I had this thing called a box, right? Mm -hmm. And really, what's in my box is like two things: like people being late, because I feel like you don't respect me or my time, Mm -hmm. and people lying to me, because I feel like you don't respect me. Because like I tell the truth, like I tell the truth so much it gets me in trouble on Twitter with my friends, my family. (laughs) Yeah, like I I, I don't. (laughs) Me and you got into it because I tell the truth so much, right? Yeah. So. You know, I that's like a little mental trick that I have for myself. Mm. And if it's not really in that box, you know, I don't really get, you know, I'd be like, oh, whatever. Right. Like, I might get annoyed, but, you know, it's not, it's not going to be that deep. But if you're like 45 minutes late, oh, man, I get, dog, what? <laughs> Especially they don't tell you yeah. what Oh, happened. my God. <laughs> that's when the emotions in me come out. But, yeah, like, my dad, he doesn't really get emotional like that. Like, I think, like, seriously yell. I think I've seen my dad yell, like, maybe four times in my life. Mm. Like, Four or five times? Yeah, I can't remember. Like, it's so inconsistent and so, like, he doesn't yell that. Yeah, I don't even know if it's been four or five times. But I have seen him cry, though. Mm. He cried when I uh, went to a funeral and it was my auntie. Mm. Yeah, and I actually, and I've, I've only cried, I think, in my adult life. Only cried twice. Once when my uncle died. When I was in college, like my sophomore year, mm-hmm. and then I'm springing this on you. I really don't want to bring it up, but like Dallas died, my dog died. Like, yeah, I was I was so sad. Oh my god, bro! Like I was sad for like a month and a half. Like, damn, I I wasn't depressed, but I was I was probably super close. Like I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to work out. Like I took less photo shoots, but. My girl did get me through it. Like she got me a little picture of him, like and like a little like a little thing, mm-hmm. and you know she was over there and she was like, you know, whatever you want to talk about, like you know, we did stuff that I wanted to do, made me feel better. But like I cried for like, so when I figured out we had to put him down, because he was gonna die that day. Damn. Like there was like I was like so if like what can we do and they was like nothing, because I was like money's not an issue. Like I'll pay whatever. Like mm-hmm. I I have a lot of savings. I was like I'll pay whatever right now, and there was like. There's nothing we can do. It's like, it doesn't matter how much you pay. Like, there's nothing you can do. Damn. And I was like, oh my God. And I couldn't even have my grandma in the same room. Cause like, it's our dog. It was my dog. Mm-hmm. Cause I got him for my surgery to like, he was like a therapy dog. Right. But he stayed with my grandma because I went to college. So mm-hmm. like, they got really close. Right. 
and she couldn't even be there when he died. Like she was like, she can't see it. Like she, mm-hmm. so I had to be there. I had to watch him die. Um, I had to pay for that. You know, I got his urn when I got his urn back from the ashes and they had like a little paw print and like some fur of his, like I cried for like two, three days straight. Like I was barely texting folk. And I mind you, this is like right when I started planning Juneteenth in February. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh my God. I was like, bro, life is just kicking my ass. And then um, but you know, time healed all wounds, like they say. I don't know how true it is for everybody else, but it definitely healed me. And then my other dog, Red, I feel like he knew. So like he kind of just like played with me a lot and you know, mm-hmm. stayed with me a little bit and like it was much better. But yeah, like uh, that kind of helped me understand more of like the mental aspect of, of males. Mm. Cause like, I knew he was getting old like Dallas. I knew he was getting old. Cause I was like, damn, he's like 14, but he's never really had no issues. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean like little small stuff, like, you know, maybe fleas or like, you know, dandruff or whatever, but nothing like big. Like he's never like, he wasn't overweight. Like, you know, he walked twice a week every day no he walked twice a day every day for like years with my grandma so he was healthy and it came out of nowhere it like because we were supposed to take him to the beach this year because you know Mm -hmm. COVID got better Mm -hmm. and we were like okay he's gonna see the beach and then next year he's probably gonna die right couldn't even do that that it broke no cap so yeah I'm I'm very much more aware of male's mental health because people don't even know that we count for 75% of all suicides yeah I, I saw that statistic and I was like Wow. Yeah, that that kind of got to me and but did you hear the reason why though? So like the reason why apparently is cuz like we do more violent suicides. So like there's violent suicide. I think I could be wrong. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but like there's like violent suicide and there's like mm-hmm. soft suicide. Yeah. So like you know jump off a building, a gun, you know that's violent. Violent, yeah. And like the soft stuff is like pills. Pills, yeah. So, like, women, I think I'm wrong, but I think women do more suicide attempts, but male have more actual suicides. Because if you take some pills, they can pump your stomach, you throw up, and, you know, you might be in the ICU for a couple of days, but you'd be straight. If you shoot yourself in the face, that's ain't, it. Ain't no coming back. You're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, it's kind of crazy. But, um, you have any stories on mental health? <laughs> Um, Mr. African. <laughs> um, I mean, I would say again, like, man, I'm gonna tear up right now, bro. <laughs> talking really? about my dog, dog. I'm so sad. <laughs> when, when you started talking about your dog, it started making me think, like, like with Africans, right? Something like that. They wouldn't like. They'd be like, "Oh, it's just a dog." Oh my like, God. get over it. He you was. Know, you know what I'm saying? I would have died for that dog. He is fat. He was family. He yeah. was like the way you feel about your niece or nephew or even like your first cousin is how I felt about Dallas. Mm. Like dog, like he was family, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More about to tear up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, what was I gonna say? Uh yeah, gr- like growing up, like again, like me personally, like sometimes I think back t- to like my childhood and Shit wasn't always easy because, of course, my parents, they, they busting their ass, you know, trying to look out for me and my three siblings. 
my mom was in nursing school for how many years? Like, imagine a parent leaving your children with the other parent, going to a different state, working a full-time job and taking full-time classes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And we were all young at the time. You know what I'm saying? So I know that was a lot on our mental health and my parents' mental health as well. But, like, because until it wasn't until I started getting older and was where I saw like how you can deal with your mental health. When I was younger, like I didn't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times like you could be going through something and because you're afraid of how your parents might react when you say, Oh, I'm feeling some type of way about this or like you're getting bullied at school and you don't want to say nothing because it's like, what can your parents do? Or your parents going to be like, Oh, it's just their reaction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of times people are more scared of the reaction, which is why they don't say nothing. They, they keep everything inside. Because if I know that if I say something to you and you finna flip out, I'm not going to say nothing to you. I'm going to keep it to myself. If I know if I say this, it's going to make you sad. I'm not going to say it. Maybe that's just me. Maybe it's I think a lot of people are like that. You know, I, th- I think a lot of people are too big of a caring heart because I I care about other people's feelings. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you don't believe me? No, no, no. I believe you. I believe you. I, I'm just the yeah. very opposite. I'd be like in my mind, I'd be like, man, I don't care about these people. Like I care about people, but I'd be like, and know? that can be a blessing and a curse. Definitely, because it's like if you people, I, I feel like. When it comes to certain things, people need to be able to learn how to do it on their own. If you're always there to help them out with everything, they will never learn. You know what I'm That's saying? That's facts. And I, I've like I've started to notice notice that with like my younger brothers, you know what I'm saying? Because those are my boys, you know what I'm saying? Like anything they need, I got them. But I've also realized like they're they're twenty now. Okay. They're at the age where they can make decisions for themselves. You know what I'm saying? So if they come and ask me like, yo, Mike. I need help fixing this on my car. I'm not going to do it for you. I can explain to you how you can do it done. I can give you instructions, but I'm not going to do it for you because then you don't learn. Then next time when something happens, you're just going to come to me again. Like, oh. Over and over and over. You know what I'm saying? Same thing happens. You know what I'm saying? You get a crutch. That's how I learned. Any single time I went through something, like when I got my first car, I got a flat tire. I told my dad, yo, I got a flat tire. He told me what I needed to do. He didn't even show me. My first flat tire. He, oh, he told me what I That's need to tough. do. He's like, you need to do this, 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 and this. And I went and did it. And you know what happened when I got another flat tire? I didn't even call him. I knew what to do already. That's tough. You know what I'm saying? That's, it's, that's, it's tough, but it's tough that's love. Real tough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, nah, that, that, is, that is real love and that's real tough. I'm kind of the same way. Like, when people ask me to do stuff, I'd be like, all right, you're going to do this, this, and this. And then that's how you do it. So when I got the instructions, I'm not going to do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you did say something earlier um, about coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. So what are some good coping mechanisms? I said that. Oh my. <laughs> what are some good coping mechanisms that um, you know we can do? And I, I, I want to say, make this more towards the men because, like, and we can do some for the women, um, definitely for the women. But I think that men now more than ever need some help. Right, because like I know dudes who are like I think are like depressed, and I could be right. wrong because I don't do therapy. Um, again, uh, let me go ahead and put this disclaimer out here. This is at no way any type of medical advice. I'm not no you know <laughs> medical professional or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? This well, year, not yet. 
true. Not yet. These are just my, you know, opinions, what works best for me. Um, I would say for starters, you need to find that one person that you can talk to. Mm. Like, whether it's a guy, whether it's a girl. And fellas, like, we should not be afraid or we shouldn't think that it's weak to, to talk about our feelings. We should not. Like, if you got to go talk to your homeboy and you got to break down and cry and let it out, do it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's better for you to do that than to keep it bottled in. Than, because, trust me, when you keep your emotions bottled in like that, it starts to show in other aspects of your life. Whether it's school, whether it's your relationship, whether it's your job. You know what I'm saying? It starts to show. So, I know that's what works very well for me. Like, if I'm going through something... I have a couple people I can hit up and be like, hey, you know what I'm saying? You know, I went through this today. This made me upset. This made me mad. This made me whatever. You know what I'm saying? So definitely try to find somebody you can, you know, be an outlet to you. Somebody you can vent to. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So let it out. Yeah. My yeah. my girl is like that person. Mm. Like, um, it, before her, I didn't really tell anyone my issues. Well, I didn't really have that many issues i don't i personally don't think people could tell me i'm wrong but you know it is what it is <laughs> but yeah like when you know my dog died or like even when i have issues with my friends or you know something tough in my or like mm -hmm. me stressing about juneteenth or or me you know what i'm saying like my second semester graduating right like my, or my last semester graduating mm. like she was the only person i told how many classes i took she was very positive about it she was like you got this like you know um What's the, where's the affirmation like mm. normally i don't do those because i like it's not my love language or like i don't get it whatever mm. but like she did help me with that um you know my dog like you know she was there for me you know so things like that so i do agree with you on the whole venting and you yeah. know having a person to talk to because boy oh boy if he died and i didn't have her i don't even know <laughs> i probably would have been i'd probably be sad right now i've been doing this <laughs> podcast i'd probably be super depressed yeah um I know another thing that works well for me, I would say finding some sort of hobby or something you can do to let out that stress. Like me, I will go to the gym and work out. Like, yeah. Like, remember, uh, was it a couple days ago? Posting on my snap. I was like, go to the gym when you're angry because you get the best results. Oh, yeah. You told me you was angry. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because... I'm not even gonna get into what the situation was, but you know, <laughs> I was upset. You know what, what she do, bro? What she do? Because <laughs> that's what I get the best work out. She done made you mad. So yeah, I, I went to the gym, and normally if I'm lifting, you know what I'm saying, I'll lift for like an hour, do some cardio, call it a day. I was in the gym for a minute. I was just pumping iron. I, I lifted for like two hours. Oh, you? What she do, man? <laughs> I know she did something. I lifted for two hours and I came out. I was like, damn, I feel better. I will admit, I do feel good after a good leg day. Like I, I do feel mentally because like I think and it, and when you get angry, like like your whole body gets like tense mm -hmm. or stressed. I don't know the word, but like like you know, you just feel tight, right? Yeah. Like when you mad, like you you walking stiff, your shoulders up, your chest out, your mm -hmm. legs all. You know what I'm saying? Right. Then you know you go in there and get a good workout. Pump some iron, you feel good, and then you know you're good to go. Yep. So it is what it is. But that is, I'm. I hope y'all men out here hear that. You know what I'm saying? Get your homeboy that you can talk to. You know, like 
cry if you need to i don't really cry like that but you know cry <laughs> if you need to and then you said the second one was a stressor like like a stress release right yeah find something that you can release your stress me personally is going to the gym sometimes i also take walks like walks are are they're very good for cardio and they're very relaxing so it's therapeutic it's, yeah therapeutic you and believe in therapy yes well yes like <laughs> me personally have i been to therapy no have i thought about it yes but there's just a, a small part of me like i don't want to go and tell a stranger what i'd be going through you know what i'm saying but nothing's wrong with that you have to find what works best for you okay and okay. if you've been going to therapy whatever your therapist says to do do like st stick to that don't come in and listen to me or Oh, Michael said that, oh, he don't go to therapy, so I'm going to do... No, don't... Again, I'm not a medical professional yet, so don't don't take this as medical advice. But Pending. If, if you go to therapy and that works for you, stick with that. Whatever works best for your mental health, stick with that. And I don't even want to get into, like, medications because I don't know too much about medications, but... I, I, I am... I'm a, okay. I'm a believer in therapy. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a believer in not everyone needs therapy. Um, and people disagree. Like, everyone that I've talked to has disagreed with this. And that's fine. You know what I'm saying? You have your opinions or whatever. have my opinions. But I feel like humanity is a spectrum. Mm -hmm. And there are some people who need, like, who need their Like, I know people who need therapy. Mm -hmm. Where I'm like, like, yeah, bro. Like, you need to keep going. Like, if you stop going, I'm afraid. Right. Right. And I also feel like on the on the opposite end, there are people who, you know what I'm saying, like they're straight. Like, you know, you feel me? Like, exactly. You're living your life. You're and I can agree with that because, like I said, you just have to find what works best for you. Because some people, all they got to do, they have that one or two people they talk to. Whenever they're going through something, to talk to that person, they're good. They don't need to go to therapy. But again, like you said, some people, you, you need to go to therapy, talk it out with your therapist, whatever your therapist recommends follow that those guidelines or follow those instructions because it's what's best for your mental health yeah and i think that also plays to the ties of you know your parents not understanding what mental health is and things like that because like in the black community right like most of our parents well i'm not gonna say everyone's parents but most of our parents are either from the projects or from the hood mm -hmm. so kind of like african parents they didn't really have no time to worry about Right. No depression, no mental like you ain't had no time for that. Right. Like you was you was working when you was like eleven years old. Right. And then from eleven to eighteen you was working, saving money, helping pay rent. Then you got eighteen, your parents kicked you out. Right. Then you, you then at eighteen you're on your own. So they ain't have no time to stress about no oh, I'm depressed or I'm sad or, or I can't do it. they were like, No, I gotta get it. Exactly. And I feel like me being so close to my dad, I also have that mindset. Mm. Like, I mean, my life was pretty gravy. And I'm going, like, minus the heart surgeries and stuff, me in the hospital. Mm. Besides that, my life was pretty gravy. Like, you know, had good grades, you know, because I had good grades. I got, you know, what I wanted. You know, I, had, I got a job, paid great for being in high school and in college, like mm. 15 an hour being a lifeguard. You feel me? Yeah. Like, you know, I was getting paid good money or whatever. And I was, you know, wearing Prada, you know, buying all the cologne and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was wearing. I, was, I wouldn't buy it today, though. Like Prada shoes, because you know better. I know better. Yeah. Like it was a it was a dumb thing for me. To do. But you know, you get your first check, yeah, you get like you, a thousand. You're you like, I'm yep. gonna ball out.
get the check, you spend it, now you broke again. It was, it was <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't do it again today though. But yeah, um, I think that that's where I got a lot of my my thinking from is from my dad. Mm-hmm. Now he is more proponent of mental health than I am, mm-hmm. and I think it's his fault because he didn't teach me. Because he never told me that he like he was big on mental right. health. He was just like, oh man, nah, these people just lazy, they tripping, blah blah blah. blah. Right. And he never gave, but you know, go to a therapist. I was like, oh, now I'm raised this way, and I don't really <laughs> do mental health. And now you got me messed up, and people think I'm a monster. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I'm a big proponent of I'm a more supporting proponent of therapy and mental health and things like that yeah. um, than I used to be. Like definitely two three years ago, for a fact. Like three years ago, if you asked me, I'd be like, "No, nah, bro, ain't nothing wrong with y'all. Like y'all just, <laughs> y'all just spoiled little rich kids. Like y'all, y'all babies." And I feel like with that, that has to do with like again a lack of understanding. Because if you understood, then you would know. Like speaking, like all the like African parents that I know, you know what I'm saying? Because like at my church, I'm a youth leader, right? So okay. we've had like a conversation one time. We talked about abuse, and of course. Most of them know what physical abuse is. Most of them know what uh, sexual abuse is. But when I started talking about verbal abuse and mental abuse, they were surprised. They were shocked because they didn't know that, oh, what you say to your children, if you're not careful, that is considered abuse. And that messes with their mental. Man, thug it out. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. Because, like, imagine you have a child, right? And, you know, children... Kids will be kids. Kids are very malleable. Like, like their kids are very molded to their environment and to where they come from. Right. Like you, like the saying, "Oh, boy, yeah, just like your daddy." That's because you saw your daddy all the time. Right. He did this, and now you He's do doing this. the same thing. And is it's a reason why you and your dad like the same sports teams, mm-hmm. or you and your dad have the same posture, or you and your dad like the same food, like. No cap. Whenever me and my dad hung out, we ate hot ones together. Like, all the time. Like, me and my brother, right? My dad would go, he'd be like, what y'all want to eat? And he'd be like, whatever you want to, you know, because like we weren't picky. Right. And he'd be like, I bet we can go to Jared Crickets. And so we get Jared Crickets every time we hung out. So now, I love hot wings. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, and even <laughs> <laughs> And even, like, you know, sports and things like that are, like, working out. I think I got the working out thing for my dad, too. Mm-hmm. Cause he used to take us to the gym when we were younger, right? And like he bought us like protein powders, and he was like, "Yo, you got you know, you bench like this, you squat like this, mm-hmm. and this is how you do the curl, and you want to make sure you do your legs. Cause if you don't do your leg, if you don't do your legs, you gonna have a small, you know, blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's a, and I think that's a lot of reason why you know a lot of women are like their moms because they you know like nails. Oh, we're going shopping, all right. that stuff, right? Blah, 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 whatever. So yeah, I, I you know, children are real malleable. But continue with yeah. your point. Uh, I was just saying that to say, like, you know, obviously it's kind of too late for our parents because we're already at the age to where, like, it's going to be hard for you to kind of, like, adapt to something that you're not used to. You think they're stuck in their ways? Our parents? Yeah. Yeah. Can can you change? Anybody is able to change. You got to want to change. You got Exactly. You got to want to change. And that's very hard for our parents because, like, they've been doing the same thing, the same routine for years, even probably before they had us. You know what I'm saying? 
So then now we're born and now we're telling them like, hey, what you're doing, like, nah, you can't be doing it like that. They're going to look at you like you crazy. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot, like, especially with, with like African parents, like, because how they were raised, they were raised differently. And then they come here and because this society is more Western, there's a lot, a lot of things different here in America compared to back home, especially years ago. So, yeah, they're adapting, but they're still going to be stuck in their ways because that's all they know. And even here in America, uh, like, you know, they say like there's two Americas. There's really like 15 Americas because even black people, generational, Mm -hmm. like like my generation and your generation, Mm -hmm. compared to like my parents' generation who are like 40, 50 years old, Mm -hmm. like the gap in, you know, mental health and LGBTQ rights and gun rights and, and racism and everything like that. It's so like, it's, it's night and day. Like, sure. You might find some outliers and, you know, some one-offs or whatever, but for the most part, if you go to the hood and ask dudes about depression, they're like, what's that? Exactly. Like, they're like, we don't. And it's even like, it was even like a, a ongoing thing in the black community of, of, Oh, we don't get depressed. Like kill, like suicide. We, we don't do that. Mm. And then, you know, the past 10 years, I think, like, black suicide up is, like, like rising, is on the rise or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I was like, oh, yeah, we, 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 don't, we don't kill ourselves. We don't, we don't have suicide. We don't. And it's probably even worse, you know what I'm saying, in Africa, like, in Ghana and Congolese and all that stuff like that. Because they'll be, like, dep- like, depression. You probably don't even learn about depression in school. Like, we learned about depression, I want to say in middle school. Yeah, it was middle school. Yeah, yeah we learned about depression. Like yeah, something like that, middle school. And they was like, oh, this is what it is, blah, blah, blah. But... Even then, like, you know, like with my family, like we've never really talked about depression or sadness or coping or mm-hmm. PTSD or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. like, bro, you, you thug it out a little, bro. You straight, bro. You exactly. thug it out. You know, it'd be like that. Like, you're you going to be fine. You know what I'm saying? Just because, like, they, they was out here fighting civil rights and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Going to war or whatever. Now we have this cupcake life and it's like they can't. And I don't blame them for it either. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't blame people that had a really tough life who didn't have to worry about depression or or didn't have to think about sadness or anxiety or whatever. And they come here and, like, they can't comprehend it. I be trying to tell people, imagine going to China and trying to learn a language. Like, it's going to be hard. Hard, It's going to be super hard. Like, could you do it? Yes. Yeah, it's possible. But if you didn't have to do it, you're probably not going to do it because you are setting your ways and then Makes you've you done uncomfortable. Yeah. And you've done this for so long. Mm-hmm. Like you've had no issues your whole life. Like you've been 10 to 50 and you've had no anxiety, no depression that you know of at least mm-hmm. like no trauma, no nothing. And so now you 50, 60 years old and it's like, what do you, <laughs> what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I just wanted to, you know, I just definitely wanted to talk about this. Um, I thought it was a really hot topic right now. Definitely. Considering everything we saw. And you gave some good points, my guy. You gave some real good points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything that you want to say before we head out? Um, I just think we need to have a lot more conversations like this. Because it all starts with a conversation. That's literally. Because you, you'll be surprised. Like Whoever listens to this podcast, might, after they listen to this, they'll be like, damn. Like. Maybe there's something wrong with me, or maybe I need to talk about what I'm going through with somebody, or maybe I need to go to a therapist. So it all starts with conversations like this. 
that's that's where it begins and then from there who knows but <laughs> i can agree with that start a conversation and see where it goes down the rabbit hole you know so it yeah i agree with that um yeah but uh shout out your um your lifestyle mental health care. oh yeah y'all follow our brand on instagram at under no no underscore but at abrante insignore that's a b r a n t i e s i g n o r a we got some new stuff on the way this august so y'all be on the lookout yeah because this clothing brand is pretty it's pretty i've like shot for it a few times yeah like it says be positive you know mm-hmm. things like that and like there's hope and love yourself and things like that so yeah. you guys definitely go check out that you know get some merch you feel me contact my boy and hey men and women out there black community if you need some help just talk man man versus out